For those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this second Sunday in Advent is the Old Testament reading from Isaiah that you heard read before I recall just these words from chapter 11. Then a shoot will come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from its roots will bear fruit. Calves, young lions, and year-old lambs will be together. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, the bringer of peace, my beloved. The theme of the Advent season is Jesus is coming, so be prepared. And when we New Testament Christians say that, we mean that Jesus is coming the second time on Judgment Day, so be prepared in faith. The Old Testament people, when they said uh, that uh, they knew that something was coming because God had predicted a Savior, they didn't know when and who and how and where it would be. Uh, But Isaiah prophesied that the Messiah was coming some 700 years before the fact. Now, what we want to try to do this morning is put ourselves in the shoes of Isaiah, who didn't know exactly who that Messiah was going to be. That's really hard for us because we already know he was born in a stable. He ascended into heaven. Uh, But we're going to try. But it's sort of like, you know, did you ever go and sit on a jury And they say, please uh, disregard the previous testimony. Well, how do you wipe it out of your mind, right? But try to put yourself in the shoes of Isaiah, who didn't know what this Savior would look like. And yet he predicts the arrival of a Savior with 100% accuracy. He tells us, from his vantage point, 700 years before the fact, who this Messiah would be and what he would do. And he says that he would be a little shoot, a little branch, a little sprig who would bring peace. Isaiah gives us uh, a picture of Jesus with two illustrations, two pictures. First of all, a tree stump, and then the other picture is animals. The tree stump, first of all, makes two predictions of Jesus. Now, I don't know about you, I don't like cutting down trees. Maybe some of you cut down your Christmas tree. That's okay. But you know, you have a tree in your yard and you say, why do you want to cut it down? I had to cut down trees in our yard. I didn't cut them down. I had a tree service do it. One was uh, leaning into the uh, power lines of the neighbor next door. And the other one we had to take down uh, because the roots were starting to grow in my basement. So you cut down a tree. And they brought their chainsaws, and they cut it all down, and then you had a stump left. When Isaiah talks about a tree stump, he's not talking about a real tree. He's talking about a family tree. Did any of you uh, try to go on Ancestry.com? Let me warn you ahead of time, it's really expensive. If you go on uh, uh, Ancestry.com, Their logo was a little sprig, a little leaf. 
And apparently, if you spend enough money, you can go back, uh, you know, generations and find out who your grandparents were, great-grandparents. One thing they can't get you is all the way back to Noah, though. But uh, somebody did a uh, family tree of our family, the Rabbi family. They went all the way back to some place in Germany to a Wilhelm Rabbe. So now we know where we came from. Isaiah talks about a, a stump of Jesse. He's talking about Jesse's family tree. Who was Jesse? Well, Jesse was the father of that puny little shepherd boy who was pretty good with a slingshot. In fact, he took out a nine-foot giant by the name of Goliath. By the way, Jesse also was from the town of Bethlehem. And, of course, that's where David was born. Well, that little kid with the uh, slingshot grew up to be a king of Israel. In fact, God promised to David that his line of kings would have no end. His kingdom would last forever. And so King David was the first, son of Jesse, the first in the line of many kings of God's people. In fact, there were 20 kings that lasted 400 years. Now, during those years, there were a whole lot of kings that were not very faithful, and neither were God's people. The subjects, a lot of them didn't go to church, and the ones that did, a lot of times, were just going through the motions. And the people were more concerned about their leisure time than the time they would spend with the Lord, and they dabbled in a whole bunch of phony religions. In fact, God was so fed up with them, he said, you know, you're just like an unfaithful wife who's going around whoring with a whole lot of other men. And if you continue and my patience runs out, I'm going to chop down your family tree. But that rejection of the Lord did not stop. And so in the year 586 B.C., a powerful nation, which now would be the, the uh, country of Iraq, came and in today's language, they chainsawed the family tree down. They wiped out Jerusalem. Nothing much was left standing. Jesse's family tree was nothing but a stump. And it sat that way for 600 years. It looked like God forgot his promise. The Messiah, the king, who was supposed to come from Jesse's and David's line. But then Isaiah, in his picture, he says, take a close look. Look at the stump. Because shooting out just a little bit on the side there, there's a shoot, a sprig, a branch. Now, if you take the first look at that sprig in that little branch, it looks weak and unimportant and so obscure, just like Jesus. When everything looked dead from God's promises, a pregnant virgin and her betrothed marched into Bethlehem. And in the dirt and the filth of a manger, she laid a baby. From the house and lineage of David. From Bethlehem. In comparison to all of history, 
That baby in the stable was insignificant and unimportant, just like that little shoot coming out of that stump. But in the manger was the king of kings who held the scepter of Judah. And he wasn't going to stay a small, insignificant baby. As a shoot from the stump of Jesse, Isaiah, from Isaiah, that Isaiah tells us, he grew up. And Isaiah goes on to the second part of that tree stump illustration. He says that that sprig actually grew taller than all the other trees. And it actually became a banner for all the nations, not only the Jews, but the non-Jews alike to see. Jesus, when he came, he says, when I have been lifted up, I will draw all men to me. Jesus grew up and he hung on a cross. And he died, and he arose, and he ascended into heaven, and he remains the king of kings. And his banner is the cross that draws all people to him. You can't go into any nation in the world where at one time or another there's been a cross hanging from a building or on top of a building, and if it isn't on a building, it's in the people's hearts. From a little shoot. From the stump of Jesse comes the king of kings because God keeps his promises. But Isaiah also says that that little shoot brings peace. He says, wolves will live with lambs. Leopards will lie down with goats. Calves, young lions, and year old lambs will be together. Infants will play near cobra's hole. Isaiah pictures a bunch of animals. You know, there's a lot of carnivorous animals. They eat the animals of prey. You know, they eat, uh, they eat other animals. Sometimes even cats and dogs fight. Certainly you wouldn't uh, want to go and uh, pet a cottonmouth, you know, a snake. But Isaiah is, is promising that there is a day coming where there's going to be perfect peace. No disharmony between the animals, no disharmony between animals and humans. There would come a day of peace, and peace doesn't just mean an absence of war. Peace means a presence of love and harmony. So it was that there was the first kind of peace. Man, you know, our sins angers God, and God threatens to punish us. And human beings all around the world, if they do not know the true God, they are afraid of God's anger and his punishment. But God sends his son to be punished in our place. We hear it again and again every Sunday from this pulpit, and we can't hear it too often. Because only through Jesus' blood on the cross are our sins removed. And when they are removed, God looks upon us with love once again. And so there is peace and harmony between God and us. And then there is the second kind of peace. The perfect peace in heaven that awaits all of us. Isaiah uses this picture because he, say, he wants to say that it's going to be sort of like the Garden of Eden restored. A new heaven and a new earth. Perfect peace to look forward to once again. And then there's the third kind of peace that comes right here on earth between people 
who come to faith in Jesus Christ and recognize every other human being as a blood-bought soul of Jesus Christ and every other believer as a child of God. The knowledge of Jesus Christ breaks down barriers between black and white, rich and poor, female and male, young and old. The peace of Jesus Christ brings people with differences together because we know that we have the same Savior God. Hope most of you can see this. For the people listening to us on the internet, this is an outline of the fish. Maybe some of you see, have seen this fish on somebody's bumper or bumper sticker. And you wonder, what does that all mean? Well, the Greek word for fish is ichthys. This is an I, this is a key, this is a, a theta, a U, for, and then an I, and then an S. And it spells fish. But it's also an anachronism for Jesus Christ. I, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. So it's a symbol of Jesus Christ. It's also a symbol of peace. Because back in the New Testament days, Christians were under persecution. And sometimes they had to flee their country and their homes, and they wound up in another city. And they didn't know what to do. But they had a secret symbol. Maybe if you went to the marketplace with your toe or with a stick, you would make a, sim a simple picture of a fish in the sand or the dirt. If there were any Christians around, they would invite you into their home to stay because they knew that you were being persecuted. It was a symbol that brought Christians together. The fish. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, our Savior. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, brought together by the blood of the Savior, charged with taking that peace out to the rest of the world. And we do it with our words and we do it with our examples. But how can we be bearers of peace and branches of Jesus Christ if we are not examples of that peace? And I know that this time of year is extremely stressful on everybody especially those of you who have lost loved ones and you recognize they're not going to be there by the Christmas tree this year. And those members need special understanding and patience and kindness. And then the stresses, either among families or maybe among members of the congregation or even the synod, and all of a sudden we have grudges or animosity or harbor hard feelings. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. We have the peace between God and us. We have knowledge of the peace of heaven. And we exercise the peace among us as fellow Christians in Christ. I think there's no better way to conclude the sermon this morning as I always say, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus, that we now greet each other with the peace of the Lord.
Peace of the Lord be with you. 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 With you, Rich. Peace of the Lord be with you, Debbie. Peace of the Lord be with you. 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 Peace of the Lord be. Peace of the Lord be with you. Peace of the Lord be with. Peace of the Lord be with you. 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 Please stand as we confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards. <laughs> 